As a financial brand, as a bank, as a credit union, or as a fintech, you are not selling financial products. And that's because people in the communities you serve, they don't buy financial products. They don't buy financial services. No. What they're buying are shortcuts, solutions to solve their problems. And financial products are just nothing more than a means to an end to help people get beyond the confusion, the complexity that they feel today to move towards an even bigger, better, brighter future. So I want you to ask yourself, does your website's user experience reflect this simple truth? Our digital secret shopping studies suggest not. The good news is I'm going to show you how to transform the pain points that are costing your financial brand millions of dollars in loans and deposits. I'm going to show you how you can transform those into opportunities on today's episode of Banking on Digital Growth. Greetings and hello, my name is James Robert Lay, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. Today's episode is part of the Practical Perspective series where I share practical insights you can take away and apply at your financial brand to move forward, to make progress along your own digital growth journey. And today, I'm gonna to share with you five simple steps, five specific steps that you can take to reduce and eliminate the confusion and the complexity that is costing your financial brand millions of dollars. And as a result, you're going to increase conversion rates for loans, for deposits, for other types of accounts. And we've seen this happen time and time again, typically over a 12 to 24 to 36 month period. The practical perspective I share with you today comes from reviewing and analyzing over 1200 digital secret shopping study experiences in two different ways. First, there's the quantitative. Essentially, it helps us provide insight and perspective and gain perspective into what people are doing on your website at a macro level. This is heat maps, click maps, scroll maps. And then there's the qualitative side. And this is, I would say, where I find there's more value to be gained. As the qualitative side, provides insight and perspective into why people do what they do on your website. And this qualitative perspective comes from interviews, literally interviewing people as they go through a buying journey, buying a home, buying a car, opening a new checking account, getting a credit card. But before we get too far, hit subscribe. Hit subscribe if you're watching this podcast on YouTube or if you're tuned into listening on one of the very many podcast players this podcast streams on around the world. Because when you hit subscribe, you become part instantly. You become part of a growing community, an ever-growing community of financial brand leaders who are committed to maximizing the future growth potential by guiding people beyond financial stress towards an even bigger, better, and brighter future. One of the most interesting insights from our digital secret shopping studies is that most consumers are not likely to recommend a website from a bank, from a credit union, maybe a FinTech, but primarily from a bank or a credit union to a friend or a family member or a colleague looking for a financial product. And that's because the average net promoter score rating for financial brand websites for their more so their, their, their shopping experience is four out of 10. Four out of 10. Our findings from our own studies are further reinforced by a study that the financial brand conducted where they found that banking websites actually score the lowest for usability and conversions across all industries. 
And these consumer banking sites also register the lowest for perceived happiness out of all verticals. And that's compared to, say, a, a business banking website or a personal financial retirement website. So what's the solution here? How can you transform this trend to differentiate yourself in a marketplace where consumers, where people don't think very highly about the digital shopping experience of banks and of credit unions, and, and, and even some fintechs for that matter? What steps can you take to rise above, to level up beyond the commoditized promotion of great rates, amazing service, and lookalike laundry list of product features to simplify your product offerings on your website? How can you reduce the confusion and the complexity that is creating pain for account holders and prospective account holders to provide them with clarity, to increase their courage to commit to apply for a loan or a deposit account with confidence? I'm going to guide you through five simple steps that you can take that you can apply to increase conversions on your websites, which in some cases have, yes, resulted in millions, tens of millions, and in some cases, hundreds of millions of dollars in new loans and deposits over a 18, 24, 36-month time period. Now, I've covered some of these points in a recent podcast, but I want to loop back to them because in this conversation, when they're applied they truly do create a tremendous amount of value. So let's get started here with step number one, which is to establish a cultural mindset, even deeper, a cultural commitment to the mantra of four simple words. Help first, sell second. And that's because money, it's confusing. And people are looking for someone that they can trust to help them, to guide them beyond that confusion. This is why content, we call content, the fuel of your digital growth engine. Because it is through content that you're able to rise above those commoditized promotions, those commoditized great rates, those commoditized laundry list of of lookalike product features. It's helpful content where you share your knowledge and expertise to answer the real questions that people have, the struggles that people have around money and financial matters. Committing to producing, number one, and and then second, promoting this type of content that helps first and and sells second, it's, it's very different than the direct marketing that the majority of financial brands have traditionally done, and yes, even are still doing in today's digital world. For example, running a direct product offer for um, for auto loans or running a a rate promotion for mortgages or or even right now you know everyone's looking for deposits or running those promotions CDs need to get deposits on the book this is a much longer term game helping first selling second it means educating and in order to do that you must build up content assets, content libraries that are evergreen, that can be used over an extended period of time for when people come into the buying journey, when they're ready to buy a financial product, not when you're just promoting one. And once you've established this cultural mindset to help first and sell second, it makes step two 
far easier, which is to apply a methodology that we call guided selling here at the Digital Growth Institute. Financial brands, they no longer have the luxury of talking to someone face-to-face -face throughout their entire buying journey. And that's because as much as 70, upwards of 80% of buying decisions for a financial product, those decisions are made long before someone walks into a physical branch, if they walk into a branch at all, or even calling into a contact center. But that doesn't mean that people, they're not looking for help. They're not looking for hope. They're not looking for guidance. For example, 60% of millennials, they want their bank, they want their credit union, they want their fintech to be a partner who guides them to a bigger, better, brighter future. So when it comes to guided selling, there are three simple questions that we need to ask through the lens, through the perspective of people. Number one, where do you want me to go? Number two, what do you want me to do when I get there? And then number three, how do you want me to feel along the way? Simply mapping out these steps with a particular pathway or process provides perspective for people, for consumers. Say when they're in the, the home buying process, the car buying process, getting a checking account, getting a credit card, mapping these steps out creates an opportunity to build content blocks for your website's product pages. And these content blocks are building blocks that when compiled and put together, provide clarity, they provide a way, they provide a path forward, not just to promote a product, but offer real guidance. We've tested this. We've tested this on multiple websites. And we found that either three or four simple steps, step-by-step -step logic. It makes people feel good. In our digital secret shopping studies, time and time again, when people see three steps or four steps, they feel good because you're telling them exactly where they are, what they can expect, and what they need to do next to move forward on their own buying journey. I wanna be very clear. This is different. This is very different than just regurgitating your spiel about your product features. This is not about bullet points. Product features, they're commoditized. This is how you escape commoditization. This is how you guide people through three or four steps they need to follow. For example, step number one, get clarity on how to buy your home with confidence. Call to action. Download the guide. Step two, check the rates. Step three, run the numbers, which would be a calculator. Step four, get pre-approved for your mortgage with ease. Each one of those steps has a, an emotion, particularly steps one and step four, tied to them. So this is a very just quick example of how you can guide someone on your website with three or four simple steps through the home buying process. And our digital secret shopping studies, we found that Rocket Mortgage, they do a tremendous job in providing clarity like this for prospective home buyers. And as a result, what are they doing? Through that clarity, they're increasing the courage and the confidence of people to apply for Rocket Mortgage with, with confidence.
That's where I want to move on to step number three, three out of our own five, where we are discussing something that's going to complement the idea of guided selling. And that's because step three is rooted in product comparisons. Google zero moment of truth. They did a study for financial services and they found that the average consumer uses around nine different resources to help them make a decision when getting ready to apply when preparing to apply for a financial product. In our own digital uh, secret shopping studies, we've asked consumers to review product comparison matrices, you know, those tables on financial brand websites. Time and time again, we find that the visual execution for these product comparison matrices, these tables, as they stand today, they often leave people feeling confused because they're trying to distinguish what's the real difference between these products. So what can be done to improve and really optimize to level up how you compare different products on your own website, your bank, your credit, and your fintechs websites? Recommend two, two major moves. Number one, you can add a guided selling product recommendation quiz. And this provides personalized solutions based upon the answers of a person who completes this quiz. We see this often applied for checking accounts when there are multiple checking accounts or when there are multiple credit cards, um, or even when tying this back to a person's financial goals, what products would be best for them to achieve those goals? Think of it as like a bit of a, diagnostic working with a physician, you're answering some questions and then based upon the questions, you're then getting a recommended solution, a path forward. The second way to optimize product comparisons on your website is to benchmark your bank, your credit union, your fintech's products on your website directly against your competitors in the marketplace might be, why, why would we do that? Why would we want to compare our financial products against the competition on our website? Well, we know that people are comparison shopping. Why not control the narrative? Because this is the opportunity to anchor your products against your competitors. And as a result, gives you some influence and control over the narrative. Now, let's move on to step four. Because here is where we hear people asking all the time in our digital secret shopping studies. Can we get some social proof? And they're not asking those exact words, but they're like, can we see some ratings? Can we see some reviews of other people on this page? It'd be helpful to see what other people think. Why is this important? Well, the vast majority of people say reading reviews helps to influence their buying decision, particularly when it comes to making a financial product or buying a financial product. And so this is why thinking about consumer reviews, even more deeply online reputation management as part of the entire consumer buying journey is so critical. You know, you think about reviews and surveys and ratings, online reputation management, it's often viewed as a, something that our service team does. Here's an opportunity for service and marketing teams to collaborate together and make reviews, make ratings part of the buying journey, early stage, top of the funnel. 
when I'm talking about reviews, you know, you, you've got reviews on Facebook, reviews on the App Store, Google Places. But another kind of, of review, a very simple win, if you will, is to get third-party reviews and validation from industry websites, Go Banking Rates, NerdWallet, for example. The third-party credibility places a positive deposit into the trust fund of people that sit between their ears. Now, the most advanced type of social proof is to integrate a platform on your own website where you can capture Amazon-like reviews with star systems um, and then have someone be able to filter through those stars, you know, five-star, four-star, one-star and read the comments associated with each one. We've even seen in some cases, we're just looking at stars, three and a half stars, four and a half stars, influences a consumer's buying decision. Finally, let's move on to step number five. And what I see is just such an untapped opportunity right now through what, what we call value packaging. And this is how you can package up your products to create even more value for people in the communities that you serve. Cornerstone Advisors conducted a study and they found if Amazon were to bring a checking account to the market and they bundled in value ads, for example, cell phone protection, ID theft protection, roadside assistance, more consumers would be open to paying a small fee for the account versus an unbundled free checking account. As Ron Shevlin notes, quote, the real lesson, the real lesson from this data isn't simply as consumers interest in getting a bank account from a non-bank. It's their willingness to pay a fee for a checking account when there are value added services bundled with the account, end quote. We're seeing bundling in all different areas right now. We're seeing it play out in the cell phone world. Cell phone world, their cell phone companies are adding products complimentary products to their commoditized services. Sprint, for example, bundling up with Hulu, AT&T with HBO, T-Mobile with Netflix. As, as for financial services, if we know people are stressed about money and we know that this stress is taking a negative toll on their physical and their mental health, why not bundle up a mobile banking app with a mental wellness or a meditation app or bundle up a checking account with financial coaching. And it's this last point, bundling up with financial coaching, coaching that could be facilitated in person, could be facilitated remotely. It really is one of the biggest untapped product differentiation strategies and opportunities in today's commoditized digital world. So for example, let's assume that you offer three different levels of coaching bundled up with your checking account. You've got Basic, standard, premium. The basic coaching option is something that all account holders can get access to through online banking or a, a digital community. The standard option is then bundled into your most popular checking account to create even more value for people. And this would include, say, maybe a, a personalized annual financial strategy session and then to, to, to hold people accountable, some type of quarterly coaching to keep them on track. You, you might even charge a, a nominal fee for a, an account like this, say 9.95 a month, 
And, and just imagine for a moment how this checking account, when combined with expert coaching, would be positioned against other financial brands who, of course, would still just be offering commoditized free checking. Finally, you could charge $99 a month, which would be really generating non-interest income for your premium coaching level option. Now, this would include access to personalized one-on-one -on -one coaching every month. You could take this, this thinking even further and you offer a guarantee that if your, your program, your coaching program does not help a person achieve their goals, maybe not even achieve, doesn't help the person move forward and make progress towards their goals. That's the key. It's all about making progress. If the program doesn't help them move forward and make progress towards their goals or doesn't maybe help them save at least $1,000 a year, they get their money back. Of course, this would require a commitment on the, on the part of the, the, the consumer as well, but it's something to think about, to differentiate in a commoditized digital world. That's why as, as we wrap up today's conversation, of course, I recommend you apply all five of these steps in the specific order I shared with you from, I would say, kind of easiest to not the most complex, but the, the, the one that would require the greatest amount of transformation. But don't, don't get lost. Don't think you have to do them all. That's why I encourage you just to move forward, take action with just one of them. You can think about these steps as independent to each other too. Think of them as tools in your digital toolbox that you can pull from to position your products beyond the bullet point. Now, yeah, of course, there's going to be more value created when you apply all of them in specific order. But once again, don't think that you have to do every single one and every single one right now. Because if you commit to apply the thinking that I've shared with you today on your website, but also in your emails, on your digital ads, you're going to digitally differentiate your financial brand beyond promoting the same great rates, amazing service, and, and laundry list of lookalike product features that other, every other financial brand promotes. And as you're going to generate even more, more leads, you're gonna generate more loans, you're gonna generate more deposits, and in some cases almost instantly because people are looking for help and people are looking for hope. And for many people, hope often has to come before they're able, willing, and open to receive help. If you found this podcast helpful, pass it along. Share it with someone you know. You might also find value in the insights I shared today so that we can all learn and grow even better together. Until next time, and as always, be well, do good, and make your bed. <laughs>